know Your ass better call somebody Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time! It's time! Ball junk! Episode 32, the Claude Lemieux episode. Oh, that filthy animal. Oh, he was a dirty, dirty player. He sure was. I'm the gas man. This is Frankie Knuckles. Knucks, what's going on? Oh, so much. So much. It's the end of summer. Very busy. So many work things I can't talk about. Just, you know, haven't had time for much. But yeah. thankfully, well, there's know. been no sports on. Went to one concert. Jeff Lynn's Electric Light Orchestra. Really? Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. And wow. that's pretty much all I've been doing. Where, where, where was that? Uh, the Scotiabank Arena, formerly like, Air Canada. Like Center. in Toronto. Like yeah. ELO played it. Wow. Did they sell it out? Yeah. I think well, so. That's awesome. And it was expensive. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Did they play uh, Don't Bring Me Down? They sure did. Nice. And uh, Evil Evil Woman? Yeah. yeah. Everything. Everything under the sun. Nice. All their hits. And there were a lot of uh, sports net personalities in a few rows ahead of us. I just remembered that. Oh. Like Jamie Campbell and wow. a couple other that I didn't rec- like know their names but recognize. So I don't really care. It's just relating to sports. Maybe uh, maybe they got some free tickets. I, comps. I wish mine were free. Yeah. But I did wait and get them half price. So 250 rather than 500 That's all right. Yeah. Was there an opener? No. No. So you bought them like... Oh, there was. Sorry, we didn't go for the opener. No. You you bought them from someone on the street or you got them No, from... it's the stupid Ticketmaster pricing system where... Oh, right. Eventually they lower them, they start them insanely high to see who's willing to pay and then... For the resale ones? No. Oh, no. No, they had like platinum seats and they're... Uh, I think, what do they call it? By demand or by popularity. So they start them at a really high price and the people who are willing to pay, pay. And then they drop them as it gets closer to the show based on sales. I didn't know that this existed. They started all the time. It's the worst. Did you get them like like at the... No, like three days before. Three days before. No, no, a week before. But that was the same thing when I had seen Guns N' Roses. They were dropped half price the day before the show. It's the worst. It's, It's making getting good seats for a concert almost impossible and so annoying. Right. That, that, that does suck. So, I mean, I get it. They're trying. Scalpers were basically getting them, and they were making the money. So I can understand the point that the artist should make the money rather than the scalpers, but it still seems a little unfair. Yeah, I would agree with that. So just the one show you've been to in the last? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Been to a few. Mm-hmm. I've, it's been kind of like a, uh, like a metal summer for me. Mm-hmm. Um. So Rob Zombie, yes, with Marilyn Manson in Toronto, except <laughs> one minute before call time, uh, Manson uh, called in sick and did not perform. He was in the city. He was in the city. He and did they said that VIP he had, and meet and greets. He had uh, unforeseen illness. Yeah, I believe sunstroke might have been. Uh, yeah, what they said. Although you know, when you're sitting in that air conditioned trailer all day. <laughs> Ooh. He's a vampire, isn't That's he? That's true. That's true. Uh, and so Rob Zombie was, uh, he was awesome. Uh, he played an extra long set. He uh, walked through the crowd and walked through our row. 
And uh, I got video of my uh, yep. friend groping him. <laughs> you sent it to me, yeah. Yes, I did. And then, uh, and then two days later, uh, we went to Montreal for Heavy Montreal, where again, Rob Zombie played with Marilyn Manson. He played this and time. And he played this time, and he was really good. The show overall was really good. Voivod was, was awesome. Uh, Gojira was great. Um, I didn't mind a band called Paul Bearer. They were all right. Helix was awesome. Oh, rock you. And uh, <laughs> Lee, Lee Aaron played, and she was great. Do you I remember mean, Lee Aaron? No, I have no idea who that is. You don't remember, remember? Like, she was in uh, in the Much Music heyday. It was like Lee Aaron and Mitsu were like the two hot singers. Don't, she was French-Canadian Mitsu. You don't remember no. either one? Nope. Wow. The name Mitsu rings a bell, but that's about it. I went through uh, a lot of Kleenex watching Lee Aaron videos when I was a young lad. <laughs> I don't know why. At first, I thought you were crying. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I was, and maybe I was. Uh, that's my first mental image I got. Well, that's okay. And then uh, just on Monday night, I went to see Judas Priest in Hamilton. And it Opening. Was, yes, they opened for Deep Purple, but we did not stay for Deep Purple because whatever. And fucking Priest killed it. Like, they were amazing. And uh, they even wheeled out Glenn Tipton for, like, five songs at the end. Well, we skipped it. was a, so good. We did skip a beat at Heavy Montreal. Right. L-I-M-P Biscuit. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> See, the headliner, for the, the headliner for the second night was supposed to be Avenged Sevenfold, and the singer... Who you love. With, which I do. And the singer ended up with laryngitis, because I was supposed to see them there, and then... Uh, it was supposed to be last week in Toronto, but they canceled the whole tour. And so this festival needing a last-minute band to close the second night, the, I guess the best that they could do was to get uh, Limp Biscuit and Fred Durst. Nice. And, uh, like, I'll be honest, like, the crowd was super pumped that they were there. I was really surprised. Yeah? I was not super pumped. Uh, I was never really a big fan of the biz. But, uh, but you know, Fred came out in his uh, pajama pants and, uh, and uh, L.A. Raiders football jersey and his bowler hat and red gloves. And, and they did like their five or six biggest hits right off the bat and then did this weird metal tribute medley of sorts where they just did a whole bunch of covers, but not the entire songs. And then they did a full cover Rage Against the Machine song. And then we were like, let's get the fuck out of here. Hmm. It was super strange. I have seen Limp Biscuit a few times before. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah. I would like to. You'd like to go back? back? Take a trip down memory lane. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, to, uh, to talk about your, uh, your ELO ticket thing, um, I know a guy that was at a, uh, a wrestling event. Um, and uh, while he, like, he bought like cheap seats, and after the first match, he went on to StubHub and found cheaper seats down close and bought those. Mm-hmm. And then gradually throughout the show, was just like spending 20 bucks to move up closer and closer and closer. Uh, he did it like three times and to get like within uh, like two rows from the front. Nice. And I guess people can do that on their, their phones now. Yeah. I can do that on my, my new smartphone. Absolutely. It's amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's something I never thought about doing before. It could add up, though, cost-wise. I mean, it all depends. I mean, if uh, if they're super cheap, you know, to move up from, like, a, like, the top level down to the bottom level for, like, you know, 30 or 40 bucks, you know, that might be worth it. Mm-hmm. Interesting go. philosophy. Working the system. 
But are you excited for the uh, the NFL season? Uh, I am very excited. Yeah. You know, I hear a lot of shit talk about the NFL and everyone trying to tell me the NFL is trash and the NBA is great. Who told you that? Well, if you listen to uh, Bill Simmons or anything oh, right. from The Ringer, that's what you would be led to believe. Although now there's, oh, now the NFL is the best again. Oh, what right. do you know? We're talking about the NFL. NFL is the greatest. I'm so excited again. Let's not kid ourselves. NFL is the best, always will be the best. Next to Canadian curling? Uh, no. Okay. It is the best sport. Every game matters. You could settle in on that Sunday, watch however many games you want, get your red zone channel going, gamble, fantasy football. Every, it rules. Snacks? I'm so excited. You may have snacks if you wish. Beer? I'm born to the liquor. Whoa. I don't do beer very much. Just like, just like shots? No, mixed drinks. But oh, okay. Like, no. uh, whiskey. like, what, like, like a rye. pina colada? I like rye whiskey. Oh, okay. Very okay. much. Like a strawberry daiquiri? <laughs> no. no? Not into those? So uh, I'm pretty pumped. Going to the Bills home opener. I don't think the Bills are going to be good, but we'll get into that here. We'll get to that. But they'll be better than the Dolphins, I can say that. But is that really saying anything? <laughs> well, was, right now the Dolphins are second, I guess, have the second best odds to win the AFC East. And like, I think that's poppycock. And uh, like NFL.com was were saying how the Dolphins are going to surprise a lot of people. <laughs> I disagree. So do I. I might even relate to one of my ultra bold predictions. Oh my dear! Which I don't Lord. have a lot of. I only no. have I only have two. Well, I, and I, one night might not be considered that ultra bold. I look forward to your uh, ultra bold bold predictions. All right. So uh, as always. Um, we often start with the AFC East. Both of our teams reside in that division. So it's usually the way Which has we, been very unfortunate go. for the last 17 years, yeah. 19 years. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, pretty lame. Although uh, the, uh, the Dolphins, uh, you know, two years ago made the playoffs. And last year, weren't the Bills in the playoffs? Yes. Yeah. Got in on an... Andy Dalton uh, throw. They should have traded for Dalton for the quarterback. He would have been a, a hero. A lot of people say that. He is kind of a hero in Buffalo. I, yeah. I'm not that crazy about that storyline. Um, you just don't like red hair people. But the Dolphins, I guess their story would be Tannehill's back. Yay! This is year You're, seven for that idiot. I thought it was more. I thought it was like year nine. No, 2012. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. They got rid of... Uh, their best receiver, pretty much, Jarvis Landry. Who apparently was uh, trouble in the locker room. <laughs> Got to get him out. watching Hard Knocks at all? I only watched the first episode. No. He's an interesting character. But they brought in Dan- Danny Amendola, who uh, I'm excited to watch uh, Tannehill throw far away from because he's terrible. Yeah. Gets hurt a lot, too. And they're... I don't believe... Is it a rookie running back or a second-year running back? Is, is it Drake? Kenyon Drake? Yes, and yeah, because they, you know, they they traded. Well, they got rid of Sue as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of big changes. A lot of uh, um, Gase is the head coach. Yep, his guys. They're all he got. Well, rid of, let me, he, let's, the guys that that he doesn't like. 
are gone. Let's put out an ultra bold prediction. Right. Adam Gase, first coach fired. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. All I'm hearing about is Adam Gase. He's a great coach. What, what, what do we have to prove that? He hasn't done anything. He, he let Jay Cutler start half of the games last year. Like, yeah. Who I've heard is excellent on that reality show. I've not watched, but I am not convinced about anything about the Miami Dolphins roster, including their coach. And I have them finishing at 4-12, and 12, last in the division. I would be pretty happy with four wins. You think it's that bad? Because everyone, like we said, is saying, don't be surprised if they're good or... No, like, I, like, I think if, if the Bills and the Jets and the Dolphins were in different divisions, they'd probably be the three worst teams in the NFL. But because <laughs> they play each other so much, they have to get wins. That's interesting. I, I would probably concur with that based on what I'm seeing here. So, I mean... But yes, I mean, the Dolphins will get the least amount of wins. They'll get their one win over the Patriots like they do every year. I think I had one of those. And, I mean, obviously the the Jets and Bills are not great either. I have the Jets finishing at 5-11. and All right. And the Bills finishing at 6-10, and which might be a little generous. Well, I mean, and, you know, like I would not be surprised if, if, any of those three teams ended up at, with four or five and yeah, exactly. six. Yeah. That, that's where they're going to be. Um, it's going to be another easy ride for the Patriots. But the Jets were pretty surprising last year. Yes. Um, McCown was very good basically through three quarters of a lot of games and then blew it in the fourth. And there were the two uh, Safari and Jenkins plays where they kind of got screwed. They've got, their, they've got a new rookie QB now, right? Tight end, you mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know his name. I, I still don't see Who, good things. Who's for the that. guy they drafted? I don't know. Isn't it Sam Sam Darno? Isn't that, isn't that the guy that they? Who? The, the Jets? Jets yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Miami. No, no. Oh, okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about the the Jets. Sam Darno. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he'll probably start. I would think, uh, which I. Because they traded Bridgewater. Yeah, which is better in the long run. But uh, might account for a few losses at the beginning of the season. And the Bills, I still like Sean McDermott. I like the culture he's setting up there. And uh, although I, I've talked to my friends about this, the Bills have lost so many players for early for no reason. So you expect you know players get older and retire, whatever. They've lost players for unforeseen circumstances, like... Eric Wood retired out of nowhere. Uh, Richie Incognito is retired. Uh, As well he should be. Yeah, he's the, lately he's been out of his mind. Yes. Uh, and then who knows what's going to happen with the LaShawn McCoy situation. There's uh, some legal stuff there. Yeah. And Aaron Williams, uh, he's out too. He's done. He's retired. So, so their quarterbacks are A.J. McCarron. Who currently has a collarbone, collarbone fracture. Right. And is the is the rookie right, Josh? Yeah, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah, and then still uh, Nate Peterman, right? Who is probably going to start, I would think, based on preseason. How do you feel about that? Um. Okay, it's it's tough unless the coach is seeing something of a, a huge difference in training camp. I might be inclined to just go with Allen and see what happens. Yeah. How uh, I've seen. There was the Peterman game against the Chargers, which 
the five interceptions in the first half was one of the ugliest things <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. So, but he has at least he throws the ball downfield. They both do. So, I don't know. The offense has got to get better. The coordinate the new coordinator. Things are looking up, but still not that great. And at no surprise, I have the Patriots uh, winning eleven. 12. 12. And tied for the best record in the AFC with someone we'll get to later. So Brady's uh, he's 41. Yep. And uh, some people are saying the relationship with Belichick is, uh, is a little bit strained. Sure. Uh, after 20 years with anyone. Yeah. You know? They kept uh, Josh McDaniels didn't end up going anywhere. Correct. Edelman's out for the first four games, I think, yeah. if not yeah. more. Gronk has uh, decided not to pursue pro wrestling, and he, he's back. <laughs> yeah. They're, they'll be very good. Yeah. I just always, you hope it's the year that everything goes wrong and it falls apart. You know, like this is, you know, uh, Brady and Belichick and that team, you know, like they have a ways of making um, players who are mediocre like yes. superstars like, like Danny Amendola <laughs> and well and like Chris Hogan yeah who, he could very well lead the NFL in catches it's true. this year I will say this though when Hogan played for the Bills he was like their best clutch receiver he would always make he was the go-to guy well not not like not go-to but they'd need a big play on third and 15 or something and it would seem like it would always be Hogan so uh, he's always been uh pretty clutch I yeah, Patriots. I think they're currently favored to win the Super Bowl. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What else can you do? It's the way it's been for the last eighteen years. It's the way it will be until Tom Brady retires. That'll be a good day for the AFC a East. Great, day. <laughs> <laughs> and we can, we're all happy. Jimmy G's gone, and like, do you think? That maybe like the the GMs of the of the Bills and the Dolphins and the Jets just, you know, aren't really feeling the need to do anything until Brady and or Belichick are gone. I don't think they feel that way, just based on how I've seen coaches and players talk. But they should probably feel they that should way. probably <laughs> feel that way because really. Nothing they have been doing has been very successful. No, I'm drawing a line in the sand. No, they should not feel that way. (laughs) They are beatable. Like, even last year, their defense was shit. Uh, They won at least two games I watched. Three, pardon me, three games because of four. (laughs) Four games because of bullshit calls. Right. Or the, the, Okay, yes, the, that did happen. They, one, they had some favorable I'll, ones. I'll, one questionable one, who knows how the game would have turned out. They ended up killing them, but the Kelvin Benjamin non-catch call against the Bills played a huge factor. Right. No one ever talks about uh, Brandon Cook's ball basically hitting the ground, and it should have been a non-catch against the Texans week two or three. The Safarian Jenkins fumble touchback call against the Jets. And against the Steelers, Jesse James, non-catch. They're the worst. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're, the, they're such an easy team to, team to hate. The fact that I couldn't count four other games, I don't even remember what happened last season. But those four things are burned into my mind. You must hate that. I hate them yeah. so much. That's the thing. I, I, I don't remember the glory. You just remember the... 
not even for my own team. It's like this team, these fucks get every call or nothing goes wrong for them. Okay. You good? Yeah. <laughs> AFC West? We're doing the West? Yeah. Well, West. Uh, to me, this is potentially the strongest division in all of the NFL. Yep. The, the, uh, the Chargers have had some uh, really bad injuries. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, the Chiefs, obviously the biggest question mark is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I, I mean, people recite these stats about Andy Reid and how he makes quarterbacks amazing. So I'll, I'll take some trust in that. Uh, but you never know. He just could be downright awful. But I, I think Alex Smith is underrated. Right. Where is he now? Washington. Washington. Um, yeah, I could see Andy Reid, you know, working well with uh, with the new QB, but their defense is pretty suspect as well. Mm, yeah, I, I don't know. They were pretty good last year. Do you think they're better than the Chargers? Yes, I do. Because of the injuries? I think there's two teams better than the Chargers in this division. Because of the injuries, though? Would, would mm. like, I mean... No. If they had a full team, like don't you, you don't think they would have won the division without if they didn't have this bad luck? I picked them last year, and right? I, and I regretted it. And uh, you know what? To be honest, I don't care for Philip Rivers, and I think he's overrated, right? And uh, I have the Chargers finishing nine and seven, third in their division, but making the playoffs. I have three teams making the playoffs from this division. Okay, so who do you have winning that division? The Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs. Andy Reid. Yeah. All right. He and, is and, a he always performs in the regular season. Playoffs, different story, but are they the other team with twelve wins or no? Yes. They are the other team yes. with twelve wins. Oh. So I have Chiefs twelve and four, winning the division. Raiders ten and six. I don't know why everyone thinks they're gonna be the worst team ever. They were in the playoffs two years ago. They were like thirteen and three or twelve and four. Yeah. They had a bad season last year. I, I, do you think people are just a little concerned about the coach? They shouldn't be. He's the best. Is he, though? He is the best. <laughs> I, I, everyone seems to be doubting him. I disagree. I think he's going to be amazing. You don't think? That, I've seen what Gruden can do. Not I've coaching seen him in a long, How many years has it been since he coached? 12? 15, I think. Oh, yeah. Who cares? He's going to be amazing. Okay. I truly believe that. All right. And then the... Uh, Bronco, the lowly Broncos. Who I also think aren't going to be that bad. They've still got a really good D. Mm, a seven and nine. I guess that's reasonable. A lot of questions at quarterback, but well, I don't know. They have a tough place to play. Good defense. They'll shit out some wins. So yeah, I have Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers all making the playoffs. If uh, if uh, Hunter Henry and uh... Who's the other guy that got hurt on San Diego? Bosa? Uh, no, there's one more. Uh, Jason uh, Verrett? Is it Jason Verrett? Okay. Uh, if, so oh. if they were all healthy, would they be second? Maybe. They might switch place with the Raiders, but barely. Wow. Everybody seems to be all in on the Chargers. Yeah. And I, I noticed this. Everyone was all in on the Portland Trailblazers against the New Orleans Pelicans last year, too. And look what, what happened. Got the ass swept. 
All right. I enough. hate trends. I, I'm against the trends. You are not a trendsetter. No. No. Uh, so let's go to the AFC South. Jags, that's Texans, Titans, oh, I Colts. Got, I got crazy things going on here. Oh. You might even say my take on this division in itself is ultra bold. Do you think this division is good? I think it is uh, the worst division in football. But there's, will, the, will the team that wins the division be better than nine and seven? Yes. Okay. You have the, In my opinion. You have the Jaguars winning? I do not. I have Whoa! the Houston Texans. The Texans? Yeah. Wow. I think the Jaguars were a fluke. Okay. Uh, I think they will be 7-9 and nine this year. Wow. And finishing where in the division? Second. Second. I've got Texans 10-6. and six, Okay. Jags 7-9. and nine, Right. Colts 6-10. and 10, Okay. And... The biggest plummet from playoffs to record, Tennessee Titans 4-12 and with new head coach Frank Reich. You don't think he has the Reich stuff? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be terrible. Because of the coach? I don't know. It's just a vibe, man. Sometimes you got to feel your vibe, man. I go with the gut. Yeah? Just like Damashek. Do you, uh, what do you have the, uh, the Colts at? 6-10. and ten. So do you think luck will make it through the season? Yeah. So he's good to go. I actually think it'll be pretty good. That, yeah. That's the reason why I'm giving them six wins. But the rest of their team is not very strong. The Colts? No, they'll probably give up like 30 points a game. But, I mean, when Andrew Luck was healthy, he carried some shit teams to 9-7. and seven He sure did. Playoff record, so. Wow, I, I, I enjoy this, uh, if anything, this Texans prediction of yours. If anything, I think the Colts might jump up to be, win the division, if not the Texans. Wow. Look, I, Bortles, you know, he was pretty good in the AFC championship game, but he still didn't have what it takes. And they barely beat the Bills. Barely beat the Bills. Do you think, is, could that be uh, clouding your judgment? No. Okay. And their coach I is... Did, I appreciated how quickly you answered that question. Is trash. <laughs> Doug Marone is the worst. He has no business winning anything. Seven and nine. That's not really ultra bold, is it? I A lot of people are predicting, yeah. predicting them to go to the Super Bowl. Or get real, Jagoffs. <laughs> You're out. Maybe hey. if they start off 0-4, maybe Marone gets fired. I don't know. Uh, that would be awesome. I would love to see that. Well, let's see. I, I, I looked at what I did. I don't think they will. Giants, Patriots, Titans, and the Jets. Yeah. They'll be two and two. Yeah. Is the, uh... They're at Giants, though, right? Yes. Yeah, I think the Giants beat them in that opener. And then they lose to the Pats? And then win the next two. Who knows? We're all just pulling shit out of our ass. Anyway. We are all just <laughs> pulling shit out of our a-holes. That is, uh, that is a fact, sir. Um, what do you got? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, I think I think Blake Bortles is pretty good. Bortles is pretty good. I think he's pretty good. I okay. like watching that guy. I have, I have the Jags winning the division. With a record of? I didn't write down the, the actual oh, okay, records. Okay. But, uh, but, yeah, no, I do have them winning the division. 
And a lot of people think the Jags and the Texans will make the playoffs out of that division. I could see that happening. Yeah. Even though it's the worst division in football? Yes. Okay. Are uh, there going to be... Is, uh, well, yeah, I, I suppose like uh, the two wildcard teams... You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they're both nine and seven, or or one and ten mm-hmm. and six, and one nine. And well, seven. especially in the AFC, yeah, uh, the the NFC is much stronger, in my opinion. It and, is, and most people's. And the uh, the AFC North is this the year that uh, Roethlisberger crumbles into a hump and dies? Not according to me, because I have them winning their division and spoiler going to the Super Bowl. Ooh. Uh, I think they're going to be really good. It just sucks. If they had Shazier, they would be so good. I haven't heard an update on him lately. Like the, uh, although this isn't as bad as the AFC East, uh, the, there's there's a big gap between the Steelers and the rest of the teams in this division. I mm-hmm. think I agree, and a lot of money apparently is flowing in Vegas for the Browns over six wins, I think, or something. Why? Because of uh, Baker? Hard knocks and just all the talent they've acquired. Oh, and uh, we've been mispronouncing his name for this whole time. Tyrod? Yeah, Tyrod. <laughs> Everybody's been calling him Tyrod. So whoever starts, whatever, I actually think they're going to be terrible. I have them at 3-13. and 13. Worst team in the AFC? Uh, worst team in the AFC. Worse than the Dolphins? Yep. Nice. I'm not buying it for one second. No, I, I don't think the Browns are, are, are going to be. I'd, I'd be surprised if they get five wins. I don't, uh, I don't see uh, a lot happening with them. You know, I hope someday they will be better. So do I. I like the Browns. Yeah. And I hope I'm proven wrong. But I w- as I was going game by game, I'm just thinking, who's going to be favored in this game? And it wasn't too many where I thought they, they what, would be. Steelers at 11 and 5? Yeah. And then. Uh, where do you have the uh, the Ravens and the Bengals? All tied up at seven and nine. Yeah, they're pretty equal. Yeah, equally bad. I think I would give the edge to the Bengals, unless uh, Baltimore benches Flacco. When do uh, when do uh, let's see Baltimore? All right, so Baltimore is at Cincinnati in week two, mm-hmm. and then in week eleven after a bye, they host Cincinnati like. Those are probably like week two. I think we'll we'll be able to tell if you're uh, right or wrong after the. Well, no, you have them with the same record after week two. But I think whoever wins that game will probably end up with a better record. Yeah, I think uh, the sooner they go to Lamar Jackson, the better. But like Flacco, he's just been so bad. I don't know why they keep riding him. But yeah, so I have. Pats, Steelers, Titans, Chiefs winning their division, and Raiders and Chargers going to the playoffs from the AFC. Um, if could you see if if the Ravens start off really shitty, could you see Harbaugh getting fired? Potentially, yeah. yeah. Maybe not. Like, what's their alternative at this point? That's true. His brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know unless they have someone internally that they're. See some potential in. I don't see why they. Are there any coaches out there that are good that don't have jobs? Possibly, but I. It's very rare that they'd bring one in halfway through the season. So that's true. He won him a Super Bowl. They'll they'll give him to the end of the year. Yeah, I still can't believe that one. 
where like based on Hard Knocks and Hugh Jackson, and he's not looked good on that show from what I've heard, <laughs> from what I've seen in the right. first episode, and from what I've heard. I mean, I have to give him the only episode I watched was one where his brother and mother died within a two week span. So, right, got to give him a little benefit of the doubt there. But they have, I think, coaches waiting to scoop up that head coaching job, like in, in Cleveland for yeah, sure. Kaylee, yeah. oh yeah. So, and uh, who's is, uh, who's coaching? It's still is this still Marvin Lewis coaching? Yeah. How long has he been there now? Long time. Like to be fair, though, they I know they haven't. Like done amazing, but they're never horrible. True. No, I. But I guess you know how how long do you go before you get over that hump? I suppose. Mm-hmm. Have they been in an AFC Championship game? No, no, no. I think they've lost to the Houston Texans three times in at least two. Right in the wild card round. All right. So, uh, so the teams making the playoffs in the AFC, you have the Pats, the Chargers, the Chiefs. The Raiders, the Jags, and the Steelers. Texans, bud. Don't give me those Jags. I told you they're oh, right, going right, 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 right. I told you. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's and and I have, I've already spoiled coming out of the AFC, I have the Steelers. The Steelers. Do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if it's the Pats. Um, they're going to get sweet redemption for that bullshit Jesse James call last year. Think so? Yep. Because the officiating will go the other way? I don't know. I just, this won't be Football anything. gods. Football. <laughs> and I, Le'Veon Bell is the best running back I've ever seen in my life. He, his patience, I can't believe what looks like a, a busted play and he gets eight yards on. Have you always watched football? Have I? It, yeah, since well, you were a youngster. Since I was 13 or 14. So you saw Barry Sanders play? Not that much. Like, oh, okay. Not where I... Had any basis of comparison, sure. really, but I still think he's better. And you weren't really a Bills fan back then when they were no. playing in all the Super Bowls. Because, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, Thurman Thomas was pretty good. He was good. He's, yeah. he's not even close to letting him Uh Okay. So, you want to move over to the uh, NFC? Who do you have going to the Super Bowl? Uh, I actually hadn't decided between the Steelers and the Pats, but the Pats have, I mean, why go against the Pats until I see them lose? It's like your Spurs and... Spurs are done now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> They're super done. All right. NFC. East. Eagles. Very, Giants. I have this as a very competitive division. Do you? Oh, yeah. Between the Eagles and the Redskins. All four teams will be 500 or above. Even the Cowboys. I have Cowboys 10 and 6. Eagles winning the division at 10 and 6 with the tiebreaker. Wow. Skins 9 and 7. Giants 8 and 8. Man. That's a uh... But only the Eagles make the playoffs. Huh. What do you got? What do you got? I just I don't see how the the Cowboys are going to be any good at all. No? I think they're going to be really bad. They go Alternate seasons, man. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. We're time. It's time for a good season. But who are they throwing to this year? The, uh, who did they just sign? They said, "I'm not worried." Okay, all right. Um, you I, know, again, going with my gut. I, you know, and I think you know, Barkley and Odell will be uh, pretty good with the Giants. Um, I think uh, 
I have the Giants basically getting some home wins. Yeah. I think they're pretty tough at home. Uh, I don't think they're that good. You don't think it's the rebound season for Eli? He was embarrassed last year by the coach. I don't think he's very good at all. I would not be surprised if actually they uh, put in the rookie. Oh, no, they didn't get it. But who's their backup, one say? Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the. You don't think Eli's very good now? No. Okay. I think he did. he'll be depending on his receivers. Yeah. And his tight end. Evan Engram's pretty good, too. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think they'll be okay. Nothing amazing by any means. So not but a Super Bowl. Uh, Eagles, 10 and 6 seems low. I actually think it's just the way my win-losses shook down. But Well, I mean, Carson Wentz was kind of having an MVP season, and then he yeah. got hurt, and then they won the Super Bowl without him. Well, they had lots of people get hurt, too, and yeah. they, they got them all back. And obviously their schedule will be a bit tougher this year, and they have a competitive division, so... But I have them making the playoffs, the Eagles. Well, I don't know. I, I, just, I don't see the Cowboys and the Giants being very competitive at all. No? No. I think the Skins will be much better with uh, Alex Smith. I don't, I don't think Kirk Cousins was that good. I, I'm, I still have the Vikings doing very well, but they did very well with, uh, you know, an above-average quarterback last year. So I don't think it's worth the money they're paying them. I think they uh, could have stayed the same. But Skins, I think Alex Smith is a big improvement. Yeah, I think so, too. They've got a pretty uh, tough early schedule as well. They've got Carolina, New Orleans, and Green Bay. Um, and then a couple of division games, the Giants and uh, Dallas. And they've got like that shitty early bye as well. Um, yeah. That is a bad schedule. Yeah, it's a bad schedule. <laughs> that is terrible. Yeah, so. I don't know how my picks ended up that way, but. Maybe they go on a run at the end. That is a bad start. Yeah. They also have the Falcons, too, and Arizona early on. Hmm. It's a tough start. <laughs> it's a tough start. I don't for think the, the Cardinals are going to be good, but. Well, no. That's who they play first, so that it'll, they'll, they'll get that win off early that they need. Uh, but yeah, I, I have the Eagles winning that uh, division and uh, the Redskins second, but I, I, I don't see. Uh, uh, much good football out of the Giants or the Cowboys. All right, so uh, NFC West, Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, and Cardinals. Um, do you think this will be a good division? No. No. Okay, it's an okay division. Right. I have the Rams winning the division. Yeah, as I do too. But not as strongly as you might be led to think. Like, they've made a lot of acquisitions, Brandon Cooks, although they got rid of Sammy Watkins, uh, added Sue. That could go either way. Yes. There's a couple other I'm forgetting right now, too. But uh, I have them 11-5. and five. Their schedule is going to be harder. But 49ers I have at 10-6. and six. Ahead of the Seahawks. Yeah. I have the Seahawks at 5-11. and 11. I don't think the Seahawks are going to be good at all. So you believe in Jimmy G? The guy's never lost. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. He is good. He is a pretty good quarterback, yes. And their schedule isn't that tough, if I don't think the division is that great. Uh, Cardinals 4-12. Yeah. 
Cardinals will be bad. They're getting David Johnson back, but I don't think that's going to make much difference. They they have a rookie head coach too. Oh yeah, they have a new guy. What's his name? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I don't even know what his but name Sam is. Brad, Sam Bradford's their quarterback right yeah. now. Rosen could go in early. I'm not sure. Could change things. I'm assuming uh, Bradford is going to be the quarterback for a while, but he gets yeah, no, he gets yeah. hurt a lot too. I think they're a four or five win team. Okay. Yeah. Uh, NFC South: uh, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Bucks. This is to me. If it wasn't for the Bucks, this would be the best division in football, hands down. But There's the Bucks, teams, I think, are yeah. going to be quite bad. Right. Uh, I have the Saints winning the division. Tied, tied with the Falcons at 11 and 5. Okay. And I have the Falcons going to the playoffs as well. Okay. With a record of 11 and 5. Panthers missing the playoffs, 9 and 7. And the Bucks, 3 and 13. Yeah, Bucks are bad. Tied for the worst record in football. Nice. So there are two teams worse than the Dolphins in here. You know what? This, it, their coach is a good candidate for. First fired, although they might give him a free pass because it's Dirk Cutter, I think. Because uh, of, like, Winston suspended for the first four games. And- yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the whole front office coach and the quarterback were all gone after this season, too. Yeah. Uh, I thought that James Winston was going to be really good. I, w- I wanted him so bad for fantasy two years ago. and He doesn't seem to have uh, his head on straight. I don't know. Sometimes he he makes amazing plays, and then other times it's like, what is going on? Uh, but yes, I have the uh, the Saints and the uh, Falcons really uh, making the playoffs. Yes, interesting. Yeah. Uh, NFC North: Vikings, Packers, Lions, and Bears. I have the Vikings winning the division. All right, with I guess what would be the best record in football: thirteen and three. Mm-hmm. And uh, Packers behind them at eleven and five, making the playoffs. Making the playoffs. Yeah, me too. Lions six and ten, Bears four and twelve. A lot of people seem to be high on the Bears. I am not buying it. No, I don't. I don't, uh, I don't see much with uh, um, with the Bears. And uh, do you think uh, Detroit is happy with their uh, head coach? Uh Patricia. Yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt Patricia. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're happy. I, I don't think he's going to be very good. The track record for assistants leaving New England is not good. No, and uh, their defense in the playoffs last year yeah. wasn't great. Yeah, so they're, uh, they could surprise me, but I, I don't have them doing that well. Um. Okay. So, uh, I have the. Saints and the Falcons, the Vikings and the Packers, the Rams and the Eagles making the playoffs. We have the same. Yeah. The same. All right. And so who do you have coming out of the NFC? The New Orleans Saints. Me too. For real? Yeah. <laughs> and I have the Saints defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. With the Saints to win. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know what? When I first did this, uh, I actually said Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Super Bowl. And then while we were talking, I think I changed my mind to uh, New England. Hmm. But yeah, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, Super Bowl. That's what I wrote down. That is crazy. Yeah. I don't think we've ever agreed on that before. That's, well, and that's, 
I don't think a common prediction. No. Weird. And I think Drew Brees will be MVP of the league. His first MVP. He wanted to play for the Dolphins, you know that? Mm -hmm. And they were like, I think we want Dante Culpepper instead. I think I've told this before, but there was this video of an archer going head-to-head with Drew Brees, hitting a bullseye. Yes. And he hit it literally every time. Yeah. It's amazing. So the Dolphins deserve to be where they are. Oh, Because they're idiots. The Saints. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Lock it in. Mark it in stone. It's done. (laughs) Saints win it all. Wow. I'm surprised that that happened. You know, I kept thinking back to when they played the Bills, and they literally ran for like 400 yards against the Bills. And everyone, their defense has been really bad. It made huge leaps last year. So if they got a running game, a passing game, pretty good D, play indoors. I've seen games where they're down 14 points with, you know, two minutes left, and they almost win. Like, they're explosive. So I'm giving it to them. You're excited about football season. I don't know if I'm that excited. No. You're pretty excited. <laughs> I uh, I haven't. Usually I'm a little more prepared because we do our fantasy football draft, but it's delayed until opening night this year. So Oh. So like the. Before, when is opening night? Before the Thursday game. Before the Thursday game. So all injuries, cuts, no surprises. No, right. And, so and- I haven't done as much research as. I normally would have. And were you in a fantasy football league last year? Yes. And how did you do? I didn't make the playoffs, but I should have. I had the best goddamn team. But they didn't make the playoffs? I had Ben Roethlisberger, Levy and Bell. Who else? That's why you love Levy and Bell. He was amazing. (laughs) When he came back, he was getting me 30 points a game. I just got, you know, those weeks where you have the second highest scoring week, but you play the guy who has the highest. That sucks. And it's unfortunate. But who cares? I still love it. I love losing. I love winning. It rules. Are you gonna uh, NFL rules? Are you gonna draft Tannehill? No, I don't think I don't think he'll get drafted, to be honest. <laughs> Do you think will any dolphins get drafted? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Someone will pick Amadola probably. Oh, there's other people for sure. They're running back, definitely. Right. The rookie. Uh, um someone else too. Do you do you often draft a bill? Not religiously or anything. No. So if, if I have right, if yeah, you Kenny, Kenny Stills will get drafted. If you had, uh, if it was your pick, and there were two players who were pretty equal, and one was a Buffalo Bill, would you normally pick the Buffalo Bill? Uh, probably not. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Like I would rather. My my team players on my team played the Bills, and the Bills won, and they did terrible, and I lost at fantasy. So if the Bills if they don't do good, and the guy sucks on fantasy, it's like double kill. Right, you don't want that. No, just ruins it. Yeah, I can't believe we picked both picked the Saints to win. Yeah, it's and it's written in pen. Right, in, I, I have it typed out in Bubble Jet or Laser Ink. That's uh, right. <laughs> Dot Matrix. That's what it <laughs> it's is. crazy. <laughs> Cuckoo bananas. Certainly is. Uh, do you want to get to, to our uh, film review? Yeah, we should have mentioned that in the intro that we were reviewing. Well, I put it out on the, on the Twitter. I saw that. Yeah. But 
the miracle season. Yes, because uh, I I really like volleyball. That was the impetus for this review. Yeah, because I play it. Mm-hmm. It's really the only sport I've ever been any good at. And uh, well, that at badminton, but uh, directed by Sean McNamara. Yeah, so starring Helen Hunt, Aaron Moriarty, and William Hurt. Yeah, it's a little synopsis here of the miracle season after the tragic death of star volleyball player Caroline Bound. A team of dispirited high school girls must band together under the guidance of their tough love coach in hopes of winning the state championship. The film is based on a true story of the Iowa City West High School volleyball team after the sudden death of their team's heart and leader in 2011. I'm going to say, uh, based on a true story to a fault, right? and we'll get to details later. Yes. Uh, one thing. Had you heard of this story before? What, I had not. The okay. I had not. So before we get to the review. And the synopsis. I yeah. wish they, I didn't know she was going to die. Right. Well, I think there was some pretty clear Did foreshadowing. Did you think it was telegraphed? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've... There was, there was a scene where she was on the scooter and it was like a slow motion drive away and she looked back and smiled. And I was like, oh, this broad's going to die. <laughs> But did you read the synopsis? No. Okay. No. See, I had read it, so I can't discern whether I would have... That When I knew she died by reading it, I'm like... Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> when, when, when that scene happened, I was like, okay, let me read the synopsis. And I was like, yeah, she dies. Okay. Uh, so, spoiler. But it happens like within the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And so, before we get to the review, I want to say I apologize for making you watch this fucking movie. <laughs> well, I think it was partly my idea, too. Well, uh... I will just flat out say this movie was terrible. I agree. It was not a great film. It was very predictable. Bad. Like uplifting pablum. Like it, now, but I have to be honest. Yeah. It's very manipulative. Were yeah. you affected emotionally? No. No? No. I was. I was not. <laughs> like and I think I said on Film Junk, if you cry during a movie. With, in reference to Crazy Rich Asians, which I did not cry. My mother cried. Okay. Uh, you must kind of like it in some way. It, it made you feel something. But I got, as soon as I spoke, an example of a terrible movie that, through sheer manipulation and tugging at the heartstrings, was able to get me to squirt eye water. But I was hating the movie and myself as I did. I was furious at this movie and the filmmakers because they don't understand the rules of volleyball. Are you talking about uh, illegal sets and uh, illegal touching with some of the bumps and digs? Or No, no. Was... I mean, most of that stuff was shot okay. There was, there was some clear net fouls that were yeah? not called in, that, in this movie. Um, in, towards the end of the movie. Okay, like, so... We're just. I'm just going to jump right ahead to the uh, the part that made me furious. Probably like some right before the the heartstring stuff was tugging for you. Um, they were in the fifth set or the third set, I guess it was fifth set uh, of the championship game, the state championship, and uh, they had just tied it up on a block. All right, so then they received the serve, and it was fourteen fourteen. Mm-hmm. So they served. And got the point. And so they were now serving for championship point. A different player served the ball. Oh, really? Yes. And they called it. The person doing the play-by-play 
even called a different player. So it wasn't just editing. Like they flat out I missed that. fucked up the rules of volleyball during the championship play. I thought they got it on a defensive No, play. I went back and I watched it. They they got the serve at a, a tie game and then served for for 15-14 and they were like you got to win by 2 and they served again and it was a different fucking player. What about the coaching of Helen Hunt in this movie, though? Watch the hitters. I think she says, "Watch the hitters." Twelve times. That's volleyball coaching. I, I, I was not at all throwing any of that because I've heard that shit all the time. Yeah, but I mean, like, mix in a few different things. She, well, that's true. Yes, she could have. She did say that same thing a lot. But really, that's when you're on defense. That's kind of what you want to watch where your hitters are coming from. So okay. Yeah. Uh, does it? Did she start the movie off with a, a weird accent? That faded? I didn't notice that. No? No. I thought she started with like a Midwest accent and eventually ditched it. Um, no, I but, don't know. It was set in Iowa, so maybe she was yeah. doing that accent. But uh, There's some weird... Like, it starts off with her and the dresser. Yeah, that was uh, that made uh, no sense. They, real, there was no callback to that. No. <laughs> uh, did I miss something? I, I must have missed this. Did the mother die at some point? Yes, like uh, the night of the funeral for her daughter. Well, she goes to the funeral. She goes to the funeral, and then there was like a... They played the the audio over like a phone message saying, oh, it goes bad to worse. Aaron died in her sleep last night. Oh, that's how, that's how they dealt yeah. with that? Yeah, I missed that. And then the next scene was... Uh, uh, the putting the, the marquee in front of the school that the mom and the daughter have both died. Oh, must have been fading yeah. for the first half. You were vadering? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, it but. was, yeah, it's, let's get into the production design. And what I was talking about with being uh, based on the true story to a fault. Right. Which is, now this might sound cruel, but I have to. So they're, they're West. Yes. That's their team name. Yes. Green and yellow. Yep. Green, primary color. Yep. Yellow, secondary color. No, no. Opposite way. No, no, no. Green's their first color. All their shirts. Oh, are no. Green. I thought you meant in general, like colors. Like yellow is a oh, primary no, no. color. Green they, is their pri- Like if you were doing their uniforms. Right. Okay. Yes. Green first. Correct, though, on actual colors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Science. Uh, and then it, at one point, William Hurt... Has a flashback yep. to line running down the stairs. Yes. And she's wearing red and blue. No, what a, there was a, a different girl was going down the stairs. And it, was, he, it was a blonde girl. And he th- he, okay. And when she turned around and looked, he just envisioned her face. Okay. As, yeah, he was just like, like this girl is. Oh, I the took same. the whole thing as like he was. This in, is a blonde girl playing volleyball. It was the same right. size as my daughter. I'm okay. visualizing her. So I thought this was tied in, but maybe not. Yeah. So then they make the. Uh, live. Oh, sorry. What's the slogan? Uh, live like live like, li- like line. Live like line. And the shirts are blue. Are, are blue and red. Yeah. Well, no red. Oh is yeah. It red. The font is red. Oh All right. Of- yeah. 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 You're right. So I'm like, what? Yeah. Now we've got two different colors of t-shirts. Yes. Like you look into the crowd and it is just a clash of colors. The ugliest thing. And then. Yeah. William Hurt makes his own T-shirts yep. for the last game, and they're blue or black with baby blue. Yeah. 
what kind of color schemes? <laughs> now, when you see the the actual footage at the end, that's the colors they chose. That's right. Because I mean, they, they over the credits they showed. <laughs> so I'm like, footage okay, they're the being real true people. to these. Yes. High, even the, even, high school level graphic design concepts. Even the placement of the winning point yeah. in the championship game was which, accurate to the real. Which I can kind of respect, but man, does it make for an ugly tableau. Yeah. Green, reds, purple, like every color under the rainbow. It just. The, uh, the, I think you could have taken some artistic license. The cinematography of the actual volleyball matches was f- horrendous. Well,. When they do the slow mo of the last shot, it's yeah. like the compositing is there's, so bad. And like there's that weird musical montage of one of the games early on before the girl dies, of both of like it would show like a quick shot of one girl serving and then as she's hitting the ball, like like they would put the a player from the opposite team also serving over top. Oh, yeah. And then it just kind of went back and forth between teams. In this serving montage and just garbage. It's a, good, a lot of music montages. Oh, yeah. It was almost fucking Rocky Four here. Well, with girls pop music. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's pretty cliche. Follows just about everything you would imagine in the movie. You got your winning streak montage in the middle. And I will everything. say the... Well, I got to ask you one thing. Sorry. Now, Helen Hunt. Yeah. When she closes her eyes. Yeah. To see this... Like what would that? It makes no sense. Well, she because was, she was she, listening for the, the sound, hitting, yeah, I, yeah. But she could be making no sound, but hitting it an inch, like yes, it, it is no benefit not to watch that because you can hear yes. and watch yes. at the same time. It was, it was bizarre. It's so ridiculous that oh, she doesn't need to look at it; she can hear it. Which, like in Kingpin, is a joke that when Woody Harrelson tells. Uh, Randy Quaid, you leave a lot of buckets. Step over. He's like, you can tell all that by seeing me throw one ball. He's like, I didn't see it. I heard it. But the joke is, he's act. He plays fifteen frames instead of ten. So whatever yes. he heard is bull- yes. bullshit. He thinks. So I love it. it. That was the goofiest scene I've ever. Yeah, and about. like, like the, the idea is that you know the like the softer that you can yes. push this ball or set the ball, um, you know the better that you'll be in the actual games of, of placing it. Uh, but like there was no sound whatsoever. <laughs> Nobody is that good. Like, like it's like they edited out the sound of her touching the ball completely and her positioning and the way that actress was doing it was wrong and bad. Um, I think uh, some of the players, some of the actresses were actual volleyball players, I think. Because their forms were pretty good, but the the main ones were not. Um, a lot, it was filmed in Vancouver, so the majority of the yes. actresses were Canadian, and they were fucking terrible actors. They were they were uh, the players were really bad. Yeah, I, I guess as actors, I kind of gave them be- the benefit of the doubt being younger. William Hurt, I thought was okay the first half, but he just like. He becomes this like sad, pathetic character. Yeah. At the end. Well, I suppose, and you lose your wife and your daughter, and they have. But he, I, he I, has other children who, yeah. who just kind of fucking just show up and <laughs> leave. Seen. I mean, he's he's having a rough go of it, so yeah, it's understandable. But it's it is a little weird. Like, I don't I don't know if volleyball would fill this gap completely. 
I almost feel like it maybe should be more his story than the team's. Like, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, you know what's going to happen. What you think is going to happen happens, and uh, it's pretty bad. There were other some. There were some other strange things. Like the, the principal is doing the morning announcements, oh, and yeah. he he announces that the volleyball team lost by forfeit. Yes. <laughs> like who the fuck does that? And then the <laughs> what was the other thing like that? Uh, I I don't know what the how many announcers there are at. High school. There's a, there were a lot of high school volleyball <laughs> announcers, and they were yeah. broadcasting on the radio and over the PA. I yes, think, really gave the impression televised events that never happens. Maybe in in that state, the finals, but not over the PA during yeah, the game. Like true. there's no audible play by play while they're playing. And, but, and I will say, like the the attitudes and the behaviors of uh, of the girls when they're being all goofy and 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 stuff, that is very typical for volleyball players. Yeah, I I mean I didn't again. It, I can't believe I shed tears over this film, but I am disappointed in you for shedding tears. Over I was this. laughing as I was doing it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I just the fact that they fucked up so badly in the. The championship game with the damn rules. Uh, I was furious. Yeah, I don't have much else to say. I guess they just weren't able to reschedule those games that they had to forfeit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the fucking tough rules. But uh, I think those would be forfeits. I suppose, but would they really show up in the morning announcements? <laughs> no, that I just <laughs> I can't see that happening. <laughs> and the assistant coaches. That's pretty hardcore high school volleyball. You like, know, when when I was in when I uh, actually was in grade when I first started playing, I was in grade four, and uh, the the coach of uh, our team for the fourth grade for the fourth I say grade four, but fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, uh, he was uh, an Olympic coach for the women's team in in the eighty four Olympics. And he was pretty fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and you know I was. But did you have binders full of plays in high oh, school? Oh yeah, we had plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to learn a lot of it. Yeah, hand signals, calling plays and stuff. Yeah, inside, outside, switching on the court. We did switching on the court in grade school volleyball. Subbing in the liberos. The liberos. Did you notice that there was a girl in a in a different colored shirt on the team? No. When they were playing volleyball, that player is allowed to switch on and off the court okay. at any time for usually for their better servers than uh, some of the other players. So they come in and they play defense in the back court, and then they rotate. They get subbed off right. before they get into the front row. Let's say libero, and so and that's why I noticed that they changed the servers because the libero was serving the final point when it wasn't her the point before. But couldn't she sub in to serve? Not if someone already is serving in Can't your rotation. She's a libero. <laughs> <laughs> it's a new term to me. No, no, no not uh, after someone has already served while they still have possession. You can't rotate. So that ruined it. But they didn't, it wouldn't be a rotate. It would be a substitution. But you can't substitute in that, in that scenario. But couldn't you technically... Like ideally, have a libero as your server and sub. Like it's kind of like a designated hitter. 
No, because you still have to do a full. You have to rotate your servers. You can't rotate in the while you still have possession. Then, then you would be on rotation. They would lose that serve. And considering they already had a point from that server, even if you could, it would make no sense to do that. Maybe Helen Hunt just had a gut feeling. This is her serve. It's a rule. Or maybe. Oh my God. <laughs> that's how it actually happened. It didn't. There's no way that that actually happened. If anyone from Iowa is listening to this, yeah. specifically West, they go to West. If you were at the game, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> no. So out of two balls, what do you give this? A half ball. Really? I gave it a zero balls. Zero balls. No balls. Wow, that's harsh, man. It was terrible. You have no heart. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> so if, uh, if you saw my tweet and then decided to watch this film... Uh, I do apologize because it was brutal. Hopefully they didn't have to. They, they hear this terrible review and they maybe someone it. will hear it and they'll go, I got to watch this movie. I got to see if they know what the hell they're talking about. All right. I got a game here for you. I didn't tell you about it beforehand. No, this is a surprise. This I love surprises. I know you do. <laughs> This is real or fake Magic Johnson Tweet Edition oh, number to, three. Oh, my favorite game. Yes. So I've got uh, 10 tweets. Some of them, maybe none of them, were actually tweeted by Magic Johnson. Maybe none. You need to tell me which ones were not. Or maybe they all were. Dun, dun, dun. Ready? I do like this game, yes. <clears throat> First one. <laughs> I just think they're all so fucking stupid. <laughs> Cookie and I had lunch at the famous Club 55 at Nikki Beach in St. Tropez. I'm going to say real. It is real. Because <laughs> you laughed. And I think you would only laugh at a real one. I'm, I, laugh. I'm laughing at all. <laughs> Cooling down in the ice bath after my two-hour power walk. Fake. Real. Fuck. The fellas and I are watching the beautiful sunset. God is good. Fake. Real. <laughs> Flight 35 to Vegas was something special. Fake. Correct. Oh, my God. What do you have? Two? Two and two. Oh. Dr. Buss gave millions to kids in the community. He has built an incredible legacy that should be honored regularly. Hmm. Fake. Real. He's using it. He's dead, isn't he? Yeah. He, he just fucking tweets fucking weird so shit, So read man. it again. Read it again. Dr. Buss gave millions to kids in the community. He has built an incredible legacy that should be honored regularly. I think it should just be he, he built. Don't blame me. That's fucking Urban's grammar you don't like. I know. I gave him more credit than you. Now yeah. I know better. Yeah. Love getting to hit Peach Jam and check out the future of the NBA. Real? Fake. <laughs> I want this that was Kevin Durant. <laughs> Love my kids. Oh, my God. Real? Fake. Oh, my God. That was LeBron. <laughs> Had the best time with my good friend Jimmy Kimmel on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Check us out tonight on ABC. Real. Real. 
See, he's promoting ABC. He used to be on ABC. Who said that dreams don't come true? Fake. Real. He tweeted that when LeBron signed. Okay. I, I think it'd be informative like if there's a picture with these. Maybe. Or if they're just texts. I bet the LeBron one, Love My Kids, had him with his kids. Sure. Anywho. <laughs> oh, my God. What are, you, what are you at here? That's nine tweets. How many you got, got right? three right. <laughs> <laughs> three. All right, you'll get this one. I had the best Father's Day with my kids and grandkids, Gigi and Avery. Real. Real. All right. Nice. <laughs> Four. Four. And you got a little hot when, there. <laughs> when we had did the show last time, yeah. had LeBron made his announcement yet? No. We've got to at least spend a minute on that. So you have LeBron now. Yeah. And you have a bunch of old thugs. Sure do. Surrounded. Now, I think that's it. I can't believe I haven't heard anyone make this claim. The idea there to me is LeBron carries the team and they have lots of guys to basically get under the Warriors' skin, mm-hmm. draw fouls, yeah. bully them around. Yes. Which I think is a good strategy. And then when, you know, they start getting when when they start getting into foul trouble and the Warriors are getting all pissed off, then you know, that's when they bring back in Ingram and, yeah. and the young guys and uh Start moving, start, you know, playing at a faster pace, I think. Yeah, I, I like the strategy. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. And I think they're going to be pretty good. Pelicans will be better. They got that Julius Randle. He's so good. Yeah, they got him for fucking nothing, nothing. man. Yeah, One year, but still. Well, still, I mean, he could, uh, he could play well with uh, Anthony Davis. I'm pumped. I'm excited for, uh, for him because I, I like Randle. I'll have to watch some uh, Pelicans games. Nice. I got to start watching more Laker games now. I got to stay up later. You actually have a reason. Yeah, it's a it's a drag though. Likely or unlikely, Lonzo Ball will be on the Lakers at for their Christmas Day game. Likely or unlikely? I will say likely. Okay. He'll still be there. Likely. Pencil it in. (laughs) (laughs) Let's uh, get some sack time. If you want to uh, send us a question, you can do us on the Twitter, uh, at Ball Junk Podcast, at The Gas Man Lives, or at Dirty Frank, three R's and dirty, although you're not on Twitter very much anymore, are you? No, I might shut it down. Any minute. Any minute. Any minute. Shut it down. Uh, Or you can send us an email at balljunkpodcast at... uh, gmail.com and uh, that's where our first question comes from and oh god damn it did it sign out on me no it did not there we are Uh, so our first uh, question comes from and um, this person sends us questions in all the time uh, but they never spell their name phonetically and I know I get it wrong every time because I'm a huge asshole and I don't learn how to say the name. Um, it looks like Chandan Bat. C H A N D A N B H A T T. Shandan. All one name? No. Bat. B H A T T is the last name. Chandan Bat. Chandan Bat. 
Hello again, gentlemen ballers. Interesting question with a potentially long-winded open answer. Frank has always been quick to call out the perceived favoritism of NBA officials over certain star players on big market teams. So what are your thoughts on the backlash some players have over the publicizing of NBA's last two-minute report? This report details the outcome of various official reviews within the last two minutes of some games. Aside from the NBA officials, obvious vocal critics include Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and LeBron James. The archive is a bit long-winded and tedious to read through, but the additional reports offer more breakdowns between bad calls made or missed against certain players in the last two minutes of all games. Is this conspiracy or reality confirmed? Anthony Davis is in the mix, but is far from the most unfairly officiated star player. NBA Dynamo Spencer Dinwiddle of the Brooklyn Nets leads the charge. <laughs> Regards, Shondon. This is conspiracy in front of your very eyes. Yeah. They basically admit that they were doing bad. Nothing changes. Nothing True. happens. Nothing. It's like, here, we admit we did everything wrong to make sure a team that shouldn't won won. We apologize. We're going to do it again next week. Like, <laughs> it's, it's almost laughing at you. That doesn't make I, any sense. Right? No. There's no re repercussions. They don't replay anything. They don't do anything. Refs barely get reprimanded. It's basically saying, yes, we are aware that basketball is sports entertainment. Thanks for watching. Thanks for lining our fucking pockets. Hope you're not in a small market. You don't have a fucking chance to win anything. Maybe the commissioner of uh, the NBA should be Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I've said it, I, it really is the closest thing to sports entertainment. They have gotten, the, bro the broadcasters comply. A broadcaster will say, you know, so-and-so's going to get that call. Or, yeah, but he's a rookie. He's not going to get that call. Are there not rules? Do rules not apply to it? Like, everyone is complicit in the fact that this game is fixed, yet no one <laughs> seems to care. And then you wonder why Tim Donahue gambles on games and wins. And not his own games. Tim Donnie, I want a podcast. He was guested on Michael Rappaport's. I want that guy to have his own podcast. Because he calls it like it is. And then they try to say, oh, Tim Donahue, who ruined basketball, ruined basketball, ruined basketball. He, he called out what was actually happening in basketball and made money on it. These refs are a joke. How do you feel about uh, what happened to Bruce Bowen? Well, didn't I don't even know he was. Well, he he works for he worked for the Clippers. Yeah, in their media, and uh, he was. Oh, he criticized. He criticized Kawhi Leonard because, and they want him to come to the Clippers so bad yeah. they fired him over it. Good, Bruce Bowen's a piece of shit too. He's another guy who, <laughs> for some reason, if any other guy grabs guys when they're running around picks or holds them, it's oh foul. When it's Bruce Bowen, oh he's tough defender. He, he'll stop you. He, he, he's allowed to grab, grab Peja Stojakovic on every pick. And, Great reference. Oh, he was the worst. Good. Good on you, Bruce. You guy's a piece of shit. How do you feel about Manu retiring? Glad. Glad, 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 glad. Do you like Ginobili? I hate him. No. I'm very happy. Okay. Would you like to uh, hear the next uh, uh, entry for uh, sack time? Sure. Okay. Is it about NBA officiating? No. It uh, came through our Twitter from uh, at Mr. Underscore Bolex. Question. 
is Odell Beckham Jr. overrated? He's made some impressive, in quotes, catches, but no big ones. When the playoffs come around, he went to shit under the spotlight between Beckham, Juice Landry, Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown. Who would you draft for your team? Also, please rank those wide receivers for fun. Hmm. Who do we have? AJ Green? No. No? OBJ, Juice Landry, Julio, jo- Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown. Okay. Odell. Juice Landry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Julio Jones. Yeah. Antonio Brown. Oh, Brown. Brown. Brown, number one. Uh, Jones, number two. Odell, three. Landry, four. And I, I think it's a little tough to say if Odell is overrated yet. I, I mean, sometimes in a playoff game, you are, if you're the best receiver, you're going to be double teamed or they'll do anything to shut you down. And that's still your job to attract a lot of attention and other people get open because you're such a threat. So, uh, too small a sample size to say yet. I'd say he's leaning towards overrated, but he has made some amazing catches. Right. And, uh, right. So, uh, thanks for those questions. Did you I actually really like AJ Green, too. Oh, you do I like I love AJ Green. Okay. He's very underrated. Uh, yeah, so please feel free to send us your questions. Thanks to uh, those that did. You can uh, send us an email, balljunkpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, you can send them on Twitter, at balljunkpodcast, at the gas man lives, and uh, at dirtyfrank, three R's in dirty. So uh, give us all a follow if you're not yet. Bombard NBA officials. Say it's rigged. Say it's fake. You're trash. It uh, probably won't do any good. I doubt it. I just got to stop watching. What do you feel about the uh, the Christmas Day games? What about them? So who, who, who uh, are the, the five games? I don't know. Uh, it's the... I forget. I know the Lakers are in one of the big games. I thought it... Yeah. Uh, Lakers-Warriors. Lakers-Warriors. That's the last one. Yep. I'll go reverse order. Yep. Rockets Thunder. Okay. Jazz Blazers. Okay. How the Blazers get a game? You got swept by the Pelicans. What the fuck? Yeah. Piece of shit scheduling bullshit. Okay. Celtics 76ers. Okay. What a joke. Well, that one's a good one. I yeah. can take it back. And uh It's the first game that is the joke game. Bucks Knicks. Yeah. What the fuck is that game? Oh, oh. I swear. What? <laughs> How do they? I, I, mean, I lied. The tra- Trailblazers Jazz is the last game. Wouldn't the Spurs Raptors have been a fun That's Christmas a good Day one. game? Was the schedule done already, though? No, it wasn't. They released that after. And then they went with the fucking Bucks and Knicks for the first game. I think having Spurs in Toronto on Christmas Day would have been great. Yeah, I for agree. For the first game. So I thought it was very strange that they did not uh, have that. The rest are pretty good, though. Yeah, I think the other four games are, are good games. I think, uh, yeah, the, the Lakers and the Warriors will be a fun game. I, I I think that they, once LeBron signed, I think they knew that that game was going on Christmas mm-hmm. Day for Warriors sure. Warriors win by 26. 
could very well be. Although the Lakers did beat the Warriors last year. Yeah. And uh, all right, so uh, I got pretty tight. Like I'm uptight right now. This, really? Well, yeah, I was pretty fired up, but the, the that ref question always. Yeah. I got to loosen up the. Do you need to take uh, a moment before we uh, uh, move on to the gas pedal? Just got to prep, loosen up for the gas pedal. All right. So uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the show. Make sure you uh, subscribe and uh, download. This podcast on the iTunes or wherever you get to your uh, podcast, or you can even listen to it right on the Film Junk site. It's there for your listening pleasure. You can download it as an MP3. And listen, listen to, it, to where? it through VLC player on 1.25 speed. So you can get through your podcast faster. That's what I do. I listen to most of my podcasts on that speed. Yeah. Some on I, double speed. I'm 1.5. Yeah. One point three nine is a nice number. Really, I may have to try that. Okay. So you ready for the gas pedal? I guess. Uh, this gas pedal is dedicated to the memory of Jim the Animal Nightheart. Good one. With all the shit going on, I had almost forgotten about that. I had forgotten about that. Great, great beard. Mm-hmm. It's a legendary beard. He was the best. Yes. Uh, all right. You ready? Yep. And here we go. The Baltimore Orioles are awful with a 40 and 94 record. Are they the worst team ever? No. Johnny Manziel was traded to the Montreal Alouettes where he had one of the worst debuts in CFL history. Now that his concussion troubles have passed, will he bounce back? No. Aaron Rodgers signed a four-year contract extension worth $134 million. Is that worth it? That is a bargain. A bargain? Yes. Ooh, hot take. Uh, Brooke Henderson won the CP Women's Open last weekend. Will she become Canada's greatest golfer? No. But I think my uncle caddied for her. Oh. Who is Canada's greatest golfer? Mike Weir. No love for Donko Jones? Lori Kane? Uh, French Open president said that Serena Williams cannot wear her cat suit, even though it helps with her blood clotting. Does the cat suit disrespect the game? Most people would say Serena Williams herself is the game of tennis. I have not seen the cat suit. I doubt it's actually a big deal. No. Uh, the Miami Marlins will allow fans to bring musical instruments, bells, whistles, and flags to a designated section of Marlins Park in 2019. Is this anything but a terrible decision? I love it. Oh, my God. I hate <laughs> noisemakers. Canadian figure skaters Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore will be honored with a star on the Canadian Walk of Fame. Are they deserving? No. You know who else is going in this year? No. Leonard Cohen? He's deserving. Seth Rogen? Yeah. Evan Goldberg? I guess. And even though she's not Canadian, but she's mostly famous for Canadian stuff, Andrea Martin. Mm, Okay. And finally, this has been a season of change in Canadian curling. Who made the best changes? Jennifer Jones' rink in Manitoba or Chelsea Carey's rink in Alberta? Gotta go with Alberta. That's the show. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. We'll be back for the NBA preview, Ball Junk episode 33. Oh.